Coming up, what an excellent day for droshkies. Well, howdy, folks, and welcome to Minute 9 of The Exorcist Minute, a show where we endeavor to examine, extrapolate, and excavate The Exorcist Minute by Terrifying Minute. My name is Lester Clark. And I'm Keenan Diaz. And we will be your holy guides on this journey through what some have called the scariest movie of all time. Okay, so our minute starts in the darkness of that shaded tunnel. And it ends with our man in khaki wandering the ruins of an ancient temple. All right. So immediately in the next scene, we're back out in the daylight, though it seems as though the shadows are lengthening. A lone figure shrouded in black passes our man in khaki, heading in the opposite direction. Behind him, far behind, children play. We see that he is being watched by someone high atop the wall. He passes more figures in black and then is nearly run over by a speeding droshki, uh, a carriage. And this is interesting because this encounter is in the book and in the screenplay, but it happens much earlier, right after he says goodbye to the curator. Sorry, after he says goodbye to Jesuit Dean. <laughs> in fact, we, we see it from that guy's POV. He reflects that the woman in the droshki is probably hurrying to some appointment. I was wondering if that's supposed to be some reference to uh, appointment in Samara. Oh, what is that? Do you happen to know what that is? Sorry. No. <laughs> I'm, I'm oh. just going to I'm just going to cut this out and nod sagely and be like, yeah, oh, oh yes, 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 yes. Oh, it is this. I'm probably going to butcher it now. I was hoping kind of that you would be like, oh yes, and explain it really nicely. Yes, but well, it's this, you know, it's, it's this old. Your, your hope is uh, um, is fruitless, I think. But. <laughs> Oh no, it's this old um it's this old story. Oh god, it's going to be terrible the way I'm telling it to you. Okay. Uh so it's this old story <laughs> where um it's it's I think it's a western tale but it's set in in the Middle East. Okay. And it is um this uh this this uh, mm-hmm. prince or something, right? That's what these are normally about. Mm-hmm. Um he's told that uh he goes to the fortune teller and uh-huh. says that um that he is going to meet death on the road. And then he is running away and uh and he sees death at the marketplace. And he's oh, oh god, I there's there's death. Story. Oh good, 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 good. Yes. Maybe you could pick it up from here. No, yes, yes. okay, so uh, okay, I shall I shall I shall pick up. Um oh. so yes, so he's running away in an attempt to escape death, and he he runs into death at the marketplace, mm-hmm. and death is surprised to see him there. Right. It's like, why are you here? I had an appointment with you in Samara. Right, exactly. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, you got it right. That's a much better version. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I wondered if it was that that it's such a strange thing for the uh, for the dean to say that she must be hurrying off some appointment. Right. Um, yeah, it, it's it's odd line of dialogue. That's not in our movie, but there right. we go. Who the heck are you to assume where anybody is going, Jesuit dean? <laughs> Right. That's why I was wondering if it was um, if he's trying to make light of the situation, you know, of almost being hit by this carriage and, right. and being like, oh, she is leading to some, you know, some uh, bad luck of her own or something. Mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that actually goes to this next thing. I was sort of wondering because he's encountering all these uh, spectral figures in black. And, and these are obviously garments with a specific function and a meaning. And I, I just want to point out Friedkin's use of all of these shrouded figures 
now, obviously, these are women in veils. The, uh, there's different types of uh, veils that cover different parts of the body. I believe um, a burqa covers everything and even has like a screen uh, for the face. And then you have a, a niqab, which covers everything but the eyes. And then uh, a chador has an open face. And then the hijab is just for uh, the hair. But because we only see these figures from the back, we cannot tell if it's a burqa or a, or a niqab or a chador. All we see, and I'm guessing this is what freaking wants us to see, are these black shadowy figures that are gliding around Maron, moving toward him, going past him, nearly missing him in the case of uh, uh, the woman in the carriage. And I can't help but think of like shades of, like you said, Keenan, specters of death, right? The, right. the fact the fact that in the book, the curator uh, sees his friend almost get run over and reflects that the shrouded woman in the carriage must be hastening to some appointment. And that makes me think how from this moment, from the moment he sees the Pazuzu amulet, he is in the business of saying his goodbyes. Oh, he knows, yes. right? He knows that he is moving towards his death and that it is close. He is in the final chapters of his story, even as we begin this story, the story of the exorcist. Right. And uh, yeah, you know, uh, Again, so th this movie is made in 1973 by Americans, both right. Blatty and Friedkin and, and all of their crew. Um, mm. And so perhaps it's being culturally insensitive to use women in black as this, mm. but it's for also the American audience. And so, you know, you and I are Americans and, and we can't help but but read them as death, even if that might mean something else in their individual cultures. Right, right. And, and when you say it's for the American audience, not for our entertainment, but we would not uh, be more informed about uh, the culture over there. It's something that we wouldn't know. And we would only see what, uh, what Friedkin and Blatty want us to see in, in this, in these particular shots. <laughs> right. Like the story of the appointment appointment Samara, yeah. right, where, where we're using the, the exoticism of the East, you know, and telling mm -hmm. the story that's not of that place, but using them to, so we can shorthand, Oh, you know, this, um, this rich prince and the, this fortune telling and all of that. Right. 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 Ah, yes. Yes. The appointment in Samara. I'm, I'm very familiar with that story. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, we have another gorgeous shot of uh, some temple ruins as Marin returns to the dig site. Uh, he is stopped by a couple of guards, uh, but when they see that he's the star of the movie, no, um, <laughs> when they see who he is, uh, they go back to their posts and we are left with Marin and he is once again left alone to wander the ruins. Our minute ends just as a broken pillar hides him from our view. Well, Keenan, if this minute has taught me anything, it's to always look both ways before crossing the street. <laughs> oh, that's right. You know, I don't know which direction um, the cars drive in Iraq, left or right. So mm. look every way. Yes. And we, all, we also got to watch out for the droshkis, the carriages. Right. Yes. Exactly. Uh, until next time, folks, the, the power, power of pedestrian, pedestrian safety, safety compels you. you.